guys, welcome back to a whole new pod, the podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. I'm your host, Lucas. You can't see me, Melby. And I'm Jacob. Um, you can't hear him. You can't hear me. <laughs> trying to think of uh, the. I the did Hulk. tell Jacob I didn't have anything planned for the intro, but apparently, me referencing John Cena's catchphrase was still too much to. I, I was trying to think of off. like um, Hulk Hogan's, you know, kind of different catchphrases or something. I don't know. I, I just thought immediately of Hulk Hogan, and I just couldn't remember. Uh, you know, you can't think of Hulkamania. Yeah, take your vitamins. Potomania, welcome to Potomania. Of course, it is relevant for us to say you can't see me because we are talking about a little movie, probably actually a very little movie called Invisible Sister today. But also, when we're recording this, it is right before WrestleMania week, yes. so we've got. The, the greased-up buff guy is on the mind right now. Darn tootin'. Uh, fortunately, Hulk Hogan should not have a match at WrestleMania, but John Cena does. You know, he's got to get one. He's got to get one a year, right, just to keep he his. He actually hasn't going. had a match for a little while, I think, or at least at WrestleMania, because he's a he's a movie star. Now. Yeah, he's uh, what's his? Wasn't he in a show too? The Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. So you know, good on you, John. For uh, chasing your dreams of bigger screens. To be like The Rock. That's yeah. his dream, to be like The Rock. Doesn't sound wrong. All right, Not well, I'm wrong. sure we have a lot of people riding that 30-second <laughs> forward or 15-second forward button or switching us to two times speed. So, you know what? We talked about it last time that we're trying to sneak this episode in, so we're not going to really beat around the bush. We're just going to hop right into it. I mentioned this is a little movie, both because I feel like this is probably not a decom a lot of people know about, it almost sounds like a fake movie or like the 200th Goosebumps book. They were all signs like, I don't know. What if a fucking sister was invisible? Is that spooky enough? I mean, I'll, I'll make a case that this is one that everyone should see. I, I think it's it's clearly a hidden gem. And it's also little in length. It's only 80 minutes, which felt like it's a, a win for Lucas. An it's oasis a win for Jacob. in the middle of the desert after the almost two-hour slog of the Descendants the last time for us. You know, it, it's got some magical aspects, I guess, kind of, you know? It is all Spooky. scientific. It's, it's okay. The oh, magic okay. of sisterly love. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Let's just launch into it. I'm ready to roll. Jacob should be really primed for at least the first 20 minutes because he I apparently watched, watched them by himself. Twice. Which I don't know if you can fill in because we talked over, like, the whole beginning uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but then Jacob was also, like, explaining stuff to me. But it opens with our main character, Cleo, who is played by... Do you have it pulled up, Jacob? Yeah, so Rowan Blanchard is Cleo Eastman. And she movie. is primarily known within the Disney Channel world for being the titular girl in Girl Meets World. Yeah. That's the daughter of... Her Her name in that is Riley Matthews. Yeah. So she's... Tum- uh, Topanga. Topanga and Corey. Yeah. I just remembered Topanga. Yeah. If Sam Blazing was here, he could go in on a big <laughs> Boy Meets World thing, but, you know, rest in peace, Sam <laughs> She was in an episode of Beat Bobby Flay as herself in okay. 2016. We, I, I'm not asking for the full <laughs> IMD rundown. No, but yeah, I mean, she, she, she is yeah. most known, I believe, on her Wikipedia. That's one of the first yes. things for her. She, is she's Girl 72 World. episodes, and she's the lead role. Which I didn't realize. I think Girl Means World started in 2014, which yeah, feels... correct. That makes me feel old, because I remember being like, this is crazy that they're doing this sequel, but now it's almost 10 years old that it's started. Yeah, yeah. And she plays Cleo, who is narrating this beginning. Again, we didn't listen to it. I assume it's something along the lines of being like, Eh, nobody notices me. My sister Molly is super popular and cool. 
Yeah. Uh, she overshadows me, and I don't really like her. Very more much. more recently, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of the. Well, I'm sure you've seen the movie, right? I think I unless I'm like confusing the two, but uh, Snowpiercer. That, is that's that the, the TV show. Yeah, but, but that, that's the one about the train, though, right? Yes, it's a Bong Joon Ho yeah. movie. So but she's, she's in the TV she's show. She's in the show, and she's she's main role, twenty one episodes of that. So you know, I don't. Know, she's, Nobody watches that show. I, I watched the first season or two of that. You are crazy. Have I you do. ever watched the show Bosch? I don't know what that is. That's an Amazon show that I just Lance Henrik, who had died recently. It's like, oh, he was on Bosch, and I, that's a show where it's like nobody I know has ever seen Bosch, but for whatever reason, Amazon produced like eight seasons of it. Weird. Anyways, Invisible the, the, Sister. There are some other people in this, so I, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to um the. I mean, we could just get to them okay. in short order. Okay. I, I'm like, so antsy. we have the sister Molly, who's yes. played by Harris Berlick. Yeah, very weird name. I thought she was maybe the main character in Do Revenge, the recent Netflix movie, but she wasn't. And I was like, wait, she looks completely different. And Jacob was very excited for me to tell him that she was in Hubie, Hubie Halloween. Halloween. And there's another character in this in this uh, movie from Hubie Halloween. Yeah, Cleo's friend George. Yeah. And coincidentally enough, this movie also takes place on Halloween. Yeah. Double so dip, triple dip. I assume Hubie Halloween had to operate on like every single person who in it was in it had to have been in, <laughs> in a, Halloween a Halloween something movie. before being. Yeah. Uh, Cleo, she's kind of an introvert. She's very smart. She's in science class, but she's kind of above it all. She's falling asleep, putting her headphones on, not paying attention. Yep. And but we do find out now. She's woken up like we often see people fall asleep in class. To, uh, getting nope, a- when you fall asleep in class, you fall asleep forever. You never oh. wake up. But she she gets her you know her report card or her grade test back, and what does she get? An A plus, a hundred percent, because she's a smarty petardy. But her teacher, Mister Perkins, is like, you know what? I'm gonna do this weird thing where I'm saying you have to identify this chemical, and it's worth half of your grade now. Because you're not challenging yourself. And I'm like, I don't think that's allowed. Yeah, so then she gets, you know, she kind of makes the case like, oh, George, you know, gets to do this simple thing where she gets, where he's feeding his guinea pig ice cream and then it just farts all the time. And why yeah, do I Not my favorite part of the movie. No, yeah, the guinea pig farts several times throughout the uh, the film. Uh, maybe only two times. Maybe more. I'll, I'll insert audio. Mm, actually, it was mm, 15 heck. times. So Jacob was right. I was wrong. <laughs> but before we get any further, we need to shout out our boy, our guy, Paul Hohen. This is a Paul Hohen movie. And that is very exciting for not Jacob, because when I said it, he was like, huh? Who? List the Paul Hohen movies <laughs> off the top of your head that you remember, Lucas. Uh, well, we'll soon get to the Zombies trilogy. Of course. Uh, that will kind of complete the rest of our Paul Hohen decoms. But he also more recently did... How to Build a Better Boy, which was maybe one of his lesser movies, but it was yeah. still fun. He did Cloud Nine as well, which I do not like very much. You say Luck of the Irish? Luck of the Irish to go way back. Yeah. Read it and weep. Uh, yeah. The magic. Let one. it shine yeah. and jump in for yeah. maybe the more hip urban Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> movies. So, so yeah, yeah. He's overall he's, he has a pretty good batting average. For he's us. he's on the Mount Rushmore, I would say of um. Yep, it's directors. him. Kenny Ortega. Yeah, Ortega, and then after that. Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne Dunham, yeah. And then probably, uh, like, Mich- uh, I said Michelle. Michelle Kwan. Yeoh. Uh, <clears throat> Wendy Wu, who is that? Brenda Song. Oh, Brenda Song. You know, she was in, she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. So, you know, she's in, she's on the actor part This is of your, your Mount Rushmore right here. And Other 
And I want to say this is this we like this movie. I want to say so we like this movie. So you can turn off the episode now, knowing we like that we like it. Yeah, review over. Is that all you wanted to say? Is that we like this movie? I love this movie. <laughs> Other character we meet at some point in this is Carter, who I thought was going to be referred to as Sea Dog, but that was just George saying at one time. Yeah. He's kind of a jock preppy boy, but he's got a big curly mop of hair. And Cleo he's... likes him, but she doesn't believe him when he's like hey you want to like study help me study for like our upcoming science quiz she yeah, must think it's going to be like a she's all that situation where he only is pretending to like her because we like see we see in the something. background like his friends are kind of you know like laughing and pointing at them and she's you know at first she's kind of excited you know well, she's one of shy his friends has like horrible line delivery where he's like yeah it's it's the day before halloween vampire <laughs> girl and it's like she doesn't even like she's not even like super goth or anything no it's very, she just has like purple hair i was like this bit. character cannot return in this movie yeah. And he doesn't. He has that one line and he walks away. Yeah, that was kind of silly, goofy. They should have told the the bully from Teen Beach, too. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, Sea Dog or Connor, uh, he's genuinely nice. But Cleo, she's just too shut off from the world. She doesn't yeah. trust anybody except George. Yeah. And then to round out our full cast list, for the most part, we then have Molly's boyfriend, Coog or the Coogster, the Coog, the Coogler, who is going to be a character I will probably regret being in this movie because the way Jacob will pronounce it will be like Kooka. <laughs> he's he's a uh, um, who is he reminding me of from that that uh, what was the name of that character? That I was... think maybe Trip and Trap. Yeah, he's just that's a, the one. I, just like a he's got like a drug goofy. rug on. Yeah, he's a bit of like a stoner bro. Yeah, which is interesting for him to be. Seemingly friend or boyfriend with like the coolest girl in school, Molly. Yeah. They invite Leo and George out to, I thought it was ice cream, but later on at the end of the movie, I think we see that it's a frozen yogurt shop. Oh, okay. Froyo, yeah, for all the, the hipsters out Leo's there. like, no, that's not for us. We don't like you. Go, go on, go on. And George is like, oh, I wanted to get with her friend Nikki. True. Who I'll mention now because I probably won't remember to mention her the rest of the movie. That's, yeah. So then they go home and the parents, their Molly and Cleo's parents are packing up for like a weekend trip. And here, and maybe I was already coming through with the opening narration, but we're getting the the general theme of the movie or the, yeah. the feeling of Cleo is that nobody sees her. But then soon we'll find out that everybody, everybody can see her. her and it's not her sister or it's her sister they can't see. But here... The parents almost don't see her as they're about to leave. And they're like, Molly, good luck on your big lacrosse game. The college scouts are going to be there, right? Oh, and Cleo, uh, you know, don't hurt yourself doing like science or whatever nerd shit you do. Okay, mm-hmm. bye. No, her parents are very minor role. We see them a little bit at the end. This is, I think, the only scene where they actually speak. We see them one yeah. other time and I don't think they say any words. Pretty, like. yeah, pretty, pretty irrelevant. And Molly... I feel felt like a little irresponsibly, but it's a Disney Channel movie, so it's not that crazy of a party. But she no. has a party with her whole girls lacrosse team, yeah. as well as like their associated boyfriends, and Naturally. which includes the Coog making meatballs. For yeah, everybody. and he he was asking, you know, didn't he say what's in meatballs? He was... And Molly says meat. Oh, that's not what she says. That is what she says. Oh, I I, I thought you said me. No, like we had, like we had heard, you know, we thought we had heard when, when she first said it. Meat. Which wouldn't even be like a Me. that's what she said joke or anything anyways. Yeah. But you could say that. And have I talked about I, I no, I'm sure I have not talked about 
American board games suck. American board games have been ruined since Cards Against Humanity. You don't like Risk? You don't like Monopoly? You're not a... Well, those are very old games. You say modern. Modern American games? Like, most good games come from, like, Europe or, like... You're going to go see Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all these games, it's like every Christmas, like, the family, my dad's side of the family gets, like, a new game. And this year they got some game where it's like, that's what she said. And they're all basically just apples to apples knockoffs, but it's like, what if a card said dick on it? And you made your mom say it. And that's the premise of the game. And there's, like, 50 iterations and... Yeah. Uh... Oh. That's what she said has been ruined by Zoomers and people who just say it when it doesn't even apply. To, Lucas is clearly You're upset. not supposed to like Michael Scott as a character. <laughs> as the later seasons that ruined his character are. Invisible Sister, though. I see you, Invisible Sister. In sure. the words of Jake Sully. I see. Um, now on streaming. It, well, to rent. You gotta to pay rent. for it. Yeah. You gotta put up the big bucks. It'll it'll be on Disney gym. Plus in in a big gym. Well, it'll, it'll be on Disney Plus I'll in a few months. I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Anyways, Invisible Sister. This party's happening, and Cleo is just like in her own little room doing experiments where she's trying to identify. Well, I don't think she's in a room. She was kind of like kicked out to like the garage area or something. I think she kind of. I wasn't said. sure if that was just like her science base. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, she said I was like excommunicated or something from my house. She's like, this isn't really excommunication. Because George is there with George, her. Yeah. Too. George is helping, and they're yeah they're mixing. But George some... is like, I want to go drink not alcoholic beverages with the other kids. And, <laughs> and the she's red like, solo Okay, cups. go ahead, George. Yeah. And then she identifies this chemical as being sucralose, but then she knocks some other chemicals she has laying around into it, and it creates this mist coming above it. And then a moth flies through the mist, and she sees it become invisible. So then she tries to capture it in a jar, but then she falls, and the jar breaks. And then there's this whole big thing where she's chasing after it with a butterfly net to try to catch this moth. And she's like, doesn't anybody see it? But we kind of see it because it's still like slowly morphing. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like in video games where a lot of the time when you're invisible, you're technically not invisible because it would be it wouldn't be fun for other players to like not be able to see. No, you. And, and it's like I, the over shield <clears throat> or cloak or whatever in like Halo, where it's kind of shimmery and yeah. it looks okay. Like it's yeah, decent no, effects. Like like the effects in this movie were probably some of my my favorite that we've seen. I mean, it probably is better for them to represent invisible <laughs> things than actually representing the visible things. Because yeah. it's like if they had a real or if they put like a CG moth just by itself, it'd be like, oh, that may look bad some of the time. But if it's an invisible moth, eh, it looks okay. True. So she's running around the party, and essentially the moth gets away. Yeah, she's chasing it around, and, and she does ask George. She's trying to explain to George that she's chasing this invisible moth, and but nobody else really seems to carry notice. But yeah, then it, it's gone. She's lost her, her, you know, her discovery, sadly. And then the party essentially ends without much consequence, besides that Molly probably has an upset stomach from the meatballs. So as she's going to bed, she is taking, like, Alka-Seltzer, or very specifically, a brand called Ginger Fizz. Yes. She puts it into a, a cup of water, and then, oh, what's this? The moth somehow the moth. just decides to come back to the and house. land in the cup. And lands in her cup. And, and she, she drinks, drinks it. She visibly, we see her like, ugh, you know, like she when she's drinking it, she's like, Because this know. is a sizable moth. This yeah. is, you know, cover of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's a big moth, and she visibly, we notice that she's, she's like, what was that I just drank, you know? But she's like, mm, whatever. But, and, and immediately, 
So, so we as an audience know that this is the moth that was invisible. And immediately now, <laughs> did you keep? Did you catch that? Yes. So immediately now, we start to see her. She's like closing the shades on her bedroom, and she's like flickering between being visible and invisible. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, you were. I think you were taking notes. But yeah, she she just for a moment goes invisible, like before she even goes to bed. But then she goes to bed, and and this fully happens, covers herself in covers. This so happens that- at midnight, so that's kind of a, a crucial part to the the story. Kind of. The movie makes it seem like it is. Then it's like, ah, eh, it didn't really It's like matter. the Cinderella thing, man. Gotta, gotta uh, get the slipper on. So then she wakes up in the morning and we see where she was in her covers. It's now just hollowed out and it's the covers are floating in space and then they get flung off and she's walking in her slippers and we're seeing yeah. the slippers go. Grabbing a towel, doing all this stuff. And goes through this whole process of the bathroom, grabbing her toothpaste and whatever. And then she closes the mirror. And we see that in the mirror there's nothing, but she then we drops s- appear her or see her appear in physical form. So this movie, the yes. mechanics of her being invisible, the only way it really makes sense is that she can still see herself. I, I do agree with but you. But other people can't see her. Because yes. otherwise, maybe you can get away with it like in, you know, movies where it's like, oh my gosh, I transformed into a like I watched Turning Red again recently, where it's like okay. she doesn't realize she's a red panda, but that's because she's like sleepy eyed walking around or something. You yeah. can't walk in, like, put on slippers, grab toothpaste and toothbrush if you can't see your own. No, I, that's, that, that, that's, that's not going to happen. That's fair. Yeah. So then she screams because she's seen that she's invisible or a vampire, potentially, which wakes up Cleo and Cleo runs into the bathroom and there's a bit of a, a she's bit like, of comedy. Where are you? I, I can see you, but I can't hear you. And then Lucas's favorite, favorite line of the movie, I'm not in the toilet. I only remembered it because it was from IMDb trivia. One of like two quotes on she, there. Yeah, she opened up the toilet. She said, like, "Where are you?" Oh well, yeah, because her voice did make it seem like she was coming. Like the echoed, yeah, or kind of yeah, muffled or whatever. Cleo's like, "Oh my god, what the hell is going on?" And she quickly puts it together. Like, "Hey, did you like drink an invisible moth or something?" So it did taste kind of buggy. And for whatever reason, even though the moth didn't consume anything, it only like touch the vapor yeah by consuming the moth that would transfer the, the, the invisible properties yeah, onto moth we so, so whatever we, i don't care about the science of this, this i'm not is, neil degrasse tyson <laughs> this is kind of the first time we see her so she like puts a towel on her and she's like when i take this off everything's gonna be back to normal and she takes it off she's still invisible she screams and then she like splashes water on her face this is the first time that we kind of see that like substance that like touches her skin kind of sticks there so you can kind of see her face and stuff you know for a little bit there and and later on in the movie we see you know other moments where like there's stuff on her like dirt or powder or whatever that you can see her but uh oh here's coog uh-oh coog busts down the door and is like molly where are you and the, he's in a bear the courageous costume. bear because all of them are supposed to be going as um Characters from the Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. We'll see so, that she has a Dorothy costume shortly. Yeah, so he, he goofs up his costume. He's supposed like, to obviously get a lion. Mean? It's the cowardly bear. <laughs> and it's Halloween that day, and she's like, oh, no, I'm not feeling the best. And he's like, uh-oh, was it the meatballs? And, I don't know, Cleo says something to kind of, like, get him out of there. Yeah. And then she's trying to, again, think about, like, the science of it and how she could maybe reverse it for her sister. And her sister's like, well... I gotta go to school. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're invisible. You can't go to school. So, I mean, she just starts putting on, like, her Dorothy costume. She's putting on all of her stuff, and then it kind of clicks that, like, well, you could be me, but how? And why? So she is so insistent on her going to school because she has to go to all of her classes 
to be able to play in the lacrosse, lacrosse game. Yep. And there's college scouts coming to this lacrosse game. Yes. So, and later on that night, we're going to get Romp in the Swamp. So we're getting a big game yeah. and the big, dance the big dance on a single day. Paul Hohen, what a goat. He just, he plays the hits. He knows. Say? He knows. So yeah, it's like, eh, I don't know if they really look that similar, but she puts on the Dorothy costume. But then then she has, and it's fitting because I believe they live in New Orleans, she has a Mardi Gras mask. Yeah. So she's Mardi Gras Dorothy. And actually, before we, <clears throat> uh, we forgot an important element Ooh. is that she, Molly originally puts on the dress and it's like, well, I'll just put like a bunch of makeup on and that'll like make my face appear. But then the dress starts to become invisible as well. Yes, yes. Which then explains why she's not like, you know, invisible body walking around with clothes floating in the air, yes. except for some of the time. So if stuff has long enough contact with her, it will turn invisible as well. And that, that's so she doesn't need to be naked. We don't need a, a naked Molly running around. Yeah. Jacob shook his head. <laughs> not my invisible lady. <laughs> so that's why Cleo has to go and she does agree. And it seems to work. Yeah, which is kind of odd to me because, I mean, she's like the nerdy, smart one who does, you know, well in classes. Why would she be willing to, you know, sacrifice her science grades or, you know, all her courses? You well, know? yeah. Well, she maybe You've feels been a bad good sister. about, she's... you know, the moth turning her True. invisible. Yeah. And I would say whatever Rowan Blanchard or whatever the fuck her name is. I think she's actually very good in this because there's some times where it's not clear if, like, when she was acting, if maybe, like, somebody's, like, off screen and that's who she's acting against or if she's just purely like acting off of nothing because her sister's invisible in that scene yeah as well as there's some moments like when she's walking into school where molly's like you gotta walk like me and she's like puppeting her yeah but then so there's sometimes where we see the molly actress physically moving, moving her and then other times you don't but, but it looks we, really goofy yeah, and, and silly she does, like and, a good physical comedy yeah, no, of, I, like moving and stuff like like that. like moving like bernie but no it was uh yeah, exactly it was it was um so yeah she's very good the acting is good there's i don't think there's any bad actor in here i mean there's like you know um the coog is silly but he's not i don't think it's no bad but I, I think like i just want to like give credit like i think she's yeah. kind of above the others like the others are like acceptable yeah, they're not like you know, it's not the worst we've ever gotten a decom. It's no, not, uh, what was her name from the Ring of Endless Light? Oh, uh, it'll come back to me. No, it won't. Who cares? <laughs> Invisible sister. So she's going into school and people are saying hi to Molly, yeah, which is I... like, did people know she was going to be Dorothy? Because otherwise, well, yes, yeah, so people would have known because remember everybody else's dress is like the. The the monk line monkeys. But I'm talking about like the entire school. Well, she, I mean, she's like that big of a deal. She's kind of like the popular girl. I guess. Yeah. So then it, the first test kind of comes with her needing to convince that uh, Molly's friend Nikki that she's Molly. Yeah. And another funny uh, physical quirk she has is whenever she's talking to people when she's pretending to be Molly, she like is pulling and like running her fingers through her hair yeah. like you know like an aloof girl kind of thing yeah. and also her sister at this point it's a like awesome city like one time so then she says like awesome oh, city whenever yeah. she's talking so and and it's she, she does you know she kind of explains to people like oh you know i'm, I'm sick or you know whatever this is why my voice sounds different you know she establishes it to people that you know and that cleo is also sick because yeah nikki buys that it's molly but then molly gets or nikki i'm sorry cleo <laughs> Third base. Uh, yes. Cleo gets a call from George, and George is like, where are you? Oh, I'm sick. Well, I'm looking at your sister right now, and she is hot. <laughs> and it is kind of silly because, 
George can see that she's on the phone, but he's also talking to her on the phone. But then so, she turns away. Yeah. You know? Fair. Fair enough. And then there's like a weird midday lacrosse team gets excused from class or something where they have like a, a group counseling session where they got like a, a talking circle and they're all supposed to say, you know, something positive, but then also really like bare their soul. I like this because, you know, it has all the people in their, their costumes. You know, you have the flying monkeys, you have Land of the Good Witch, you have the Scarecrow, you have all the characters. So like, like the outfits in this and later on, I think the party is really cool. I really like, you know, like the, the costumes and the and the, the various settings. I mean, the settings were a lot better than, I mean, even like our last movie, you know, which could have been a lot more cooler. You know, but this is, I don't know, it's just Paul Hohen knows what he's doing. He brings the magic even when it's not magical. Damn straight. And she gets some pushback from Nikki because Nikki is like, hey, say something like really heartfelt. And she's just like, oh, I love you guys so much. And Cleo then gets like pressed and she's like, she gives basically a speech where she's talking as herself. As herself. She's like, I'm not the person you guys think I am. You know, I'm really somebody different. And everybody's like, oh, that's so deep. Popular girls just yeah. like me. But Molly is looking at all this and she's like, huh. Yeah, Maybe you know, I do feel this way. Like, her sister, this whole movie was never really... Like, I felt there was going to be maybe, like, some more conflict or, like, a lot of conflict, you know? And there's maybe a little bit, but nothing Well, we crazy. kind of talked over their, like, one fight, I think. Yeah, I, they're not... Not too much conflict. So then Molly sneaks out a bit to then go grab a microscope because she needs to... I think she takes it home eventually. So yes, that, because they want to look at her cells so and how they're... So can do science. Yeah, to see, like, you know, what's going on, you know, and they, you know, determine, oh, is she going to be invisible forever? But as she's taking the microscope, she's overhearing George talking to Connor, and Connor's like, hey, what's up with, like, Leo? Do you think she likes me or he something? Didn't, she didn't show up here. We were going to have a date. No, yet. that hasn't been set up yet. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's, so it's Molly hears this and goes, hmm. So then there's a bit of a weird thing where Sea Dog, not Sea Dog, the Coog. The Coogster has the bear costume. Is feeling the effects of the meatballs as well. And basically, yes. without spelling it out too much, he needs to take a, poopy, a, a diarrhea shit. A dump. A big dumpy. And then there's a bit where Molly sneaks into the boy's bathroom after him to steal his bear costume. Yeah. And the boy's bathroom is supposed to be disgusting. But really all they did was just it's throw paper like, wet towels, paper towels everywhere. Like wet paper towels everywhere. I mean, like on the floor, there's like probably like 50 on the doors, on the ceilings. It's 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 really odd. So, this kind of weird, like Disney Channel wanting to be gross, but it's yeah. not like we hear them like doing like nasty shit noises or you know, anything, and, and, and which we, I, I appreciate. I would have been fine if there was some other way they concocted him losing his bear costume momentarily. Kind of a silly moment. So then I was like, hey, movie, this is a plot hole. Shouldn't the costume, when she puts it on, turn invisible? But the idea is, is that it has less physical contact than, like, her clothes. So yeah. it will eventually turn invisible, but it takes more time. Which, so within that time... This gives her, yeah, enough time to go back to talk to those two at the at the lab. Yeah, Connor and George. Yeah. And she's... So she's like, oh, Connor, like, you're so cool. What you doing tonight? And he's like, uh, what? Why are you being nice? And she's just like, what? Let's go to romp in the swamp. And he's like, yeah, I'm volunteering there. All right. It's a date. I'll see you there. And then she runs out because at that point, her like hand is starting to turn invisible. Yeah. Her, yeah. One of her hands is going away. And, and this kind of like throws him off because Connor was kind of always under the impression like, you're just always so off-putting, you, you know. Yeah, she's maybe playing hard to get. Yes, and she's like, you were just so nice to me. It's really kind of like, what's going on? So then she catches up with 
Cleo and says, hey, you've got a date with Connor. And she's like, what? He doesn't really like me. He's just like trying to get good grades or something. And she's like, nope, it's a no, date. He really likes you. But she has to then sneak away because she's disintegrating or the bear costume's turning invisible. Yes. And then George walks in on them and freaks out because of like the headless bear costume. So he gets the debrief about yeah. like, hey, this is my invisible sister. Here we got our first one that knows what's kind of going on. It won't be the last one either. And kind of throughout all of this, we've already gotten a number. And then we get like the biggest one of kind of like, I would describe it as moments of you attending your own funeral where you're seeing what people actually think about you or hear what they would say about you. Yeah. So Mr. Perkins sees Molly or who he thinks is Molly yes. and asks her like, hey, is Cleo okay? I saw she wasn't here today. I was worried it was because of like me giving did her I, that hard I, science Did I give her project. too much, you know, that I put too much pressure on her, you know, yeah. And then... Cleo again is like running her hands through her hair. I was like, nope, <laughs> she's totally awesome city. She might even be discovering more. She might have more than you than you know, you know, you would have possibly expected. And then Mr. Perkins is like, Oh, that's great. Your sister, she's really special. And maybe, you know, I'm only pushing her hard because I know she can take it and she's like destined for really great things. And it's yeah. like, Oh, Mr. Perkins. What a guy. What a good guy. This movie's cute. Yeah. So school is over. Whew, big relief. But wait. That means it's time for the big game. Uh-oh, not the big game. I was really interested with how this is going to play out because obviously she can't, like, fake doing lacrosse, right? Well, at least not right away because she gets laid out hard. Yeah, there's a lot of... I I, I, and I wish I would have had a few more harder hits. This, I mean, like... Uh... <laughs> Back to Why back. Why would you say that? Well, because I've been reminded of um, The Descendants we just watched was basically like a lacrosse. We have two movies back to back that have a lacrosse scene. Well, but Disney Channel's not going to make a girl sport no. super aggressive. No, 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 no. I'll leave I'm that saying, for... Man. I'm having withdrawals from The what, Descendants. Jay and Carlos? Ugh. Yeah. Back to back lacrosse? Don't make me think about Descendants until, until Descendants do. So Molly tells her, like, hey, get the fuck up. And get serious. And she's yeah. like, ah, but I hurt. And she's like, yeah, you know, I have all the scouts here. This is my time to shine. We got to do this right. So then we get some fun combination of her, like, running along with her and puppeting her arms yes. to, like, catch the ball or pass the, the ball. Or... And, and, and at some point, she also goes ahead and, like, knocking out the opponents. Yeah, so then there's, like, three people that just get invisibly blocked as yeah, her sister they, is running rocked. forward. And then there's some times where, like, like the goalie flips. gets like knocked out flips. and they get scored on. And, and and people are aware of this because the, the commentator says, oh, wow, just got knocked out by the wind. Well, I, yeah, they're not aware of the invisible system. No, no, but they're aware that, like, these people are getting, like, falling down for some reason. And I'm sure, like, scouts take notes, but it's so funny that all of the college scouts, they're the, like, only people standing up in, like, the bleachers, and they all have notebooks in front of them, and they're just scribbling constantly. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was funny. Your typical scout behavior, right? So then it's either, like, halftime, or, like, it might even be, like, timeout before, like, the final play, where Molly's like, hey, you need to fucking seriously make this count. Yes. Cleo gives some, like, big rousing speech to the team to motivate everybody to really try hard, rah, rah, rah. And then she's able to, in the end, score a winning point completely unassisted. The team wins. They lift her up on their shoulders. And and Molly looks on. Molly's trying to, like, give high fives to her teammates. Nobody's giving high fives to her because, well, she's invisible. So she's, we kind of see her down, bummed out, because this should be her moment. And obviously it's not. I mean, in a way. It, it is, is her. It is her moment, but it's it's not, you know, in her in her heart of hearts. So this is where we're maybe starting to... 
This is where the seeds of discord are sown a little bit for the, the conflict will get in short order. Because again, the movie is only 80 minutes long. So things are pretty telegraphed to be like, all right, this has to happen here because there's only so much time left in our movie. Yes. All right. Big game out of the way. That just leaves. The main issue is we got to solve this invisibility thing. And at home, they're like, eh, we can't figure this out. You know what? We need to recreate the experiment completely. But to do that, we probably need to go to the school. Yeah. But before they go to the school, they also need to find a moth. And hey, I'll tell you personally, I fucking hate moths. And moths, they can find you anywhere you got a light. You don't need to go to the cemetery yes, like they like, do we, in this We need movie. to go to the super darkest place. And she's like, yeah, we got to go to the cemetery on a Halloween night? You go out in my backyard during the summertime and turn <laughs> on a light looking at your phone or something. You, The moths get you. And, and they have like a legit lantern. They have like a firelit lantern. Well, you They're know, I think in New Orleans, around. everybody's got one of those yeah. to go in their Spooky. cemetery and tours. I, I would even make the argument that why aren't there like other people or like tours going on at the cemetery on Halloween yeah, night? That's Halloween. just what happens, man. Because they're scared of the moths. True. We'll get them. Mothman. So yeah, it's actually, it does seem like at least portions of this movie were filmed on location in New Orleans. And yeah, it seems yeah. to be an authentic New Orleans cemetery. There's big really kind of cool tombs, tombs or mausoleums. Really, really, I don't know, but really like a, big. A pyramid cool. one that maybe yeah. could have been Nicolas Cage's. Probably. They find a moth, but oh, it's going up too high. And Molly does this very elaborate thing where she climbs, climbs up the tree. Climbs a tree, you know, with the net, of course. Yeah. Tries to falls, catch it. Falls into a big thing of mud. And she does not take it well. Even though Cleo gets mud, too, on her. It splashes up on her. And Molly's like, fucking, ah! We kind of talked over this, so I don't really fully understand. So, uh, and She's and like, enough! I'm tired of your sarcasm, your, like, loner attitude. You know what? I'm going to be alone now. <laughs> I'm going to do this me. There, there are several moments in the um, cemetery where you can see her. Like, there's, like, some, Oh, yeah, I did some, forget about that. Some mist or whatever. I can see you. You're shining off of the the moon's, you know, light or Well, whatever. there's, like, mist and then, in the, the yeah. cemetery. So, so you can see her, and that's kind of cool, you know, yeah, like, like it, the effects that they use. Equate to anything. It's no. just it's like, hey, what if we made her look like a ghost and she's in the cemetery? Yes, and and then and, and that's then the she... mind of Paul Hohen. <laughs> He's a smart man. He knows. You know. He knows. He's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> a boo, a boo. Boston so, makes me feel good. Damn right. And that's why Paul Hohen only went on to direct three more Disney Channel movies. Well, shame. He should keep making movies. But we, we also see her again, obviously, when she lands in the mud. You know, when they're. You know, having their talk, you can see him kind of face to face. She is visible here. Then they kind of part ways and Cleo is like, hey, Molly, where are you? And then she kind of just resigns herself. It's like, well, I can't find her. If she doesn't want to be found, she's fucking invisible. So she just sits down and then talks to really nobody. Maybe Molly's there to listen. She doesn't know. And she's just like, Molly, the reason I like shut you out. We used yeah. to be friends as kids or whatever, but I shut you up because I was jealous of you that everybody liked you. Everybody you were in the spotlight. They just want her light. And know? I felt invisible. Yeah. And I wish I was you. And we get it later on, but then we find later on that like Molly was jealous of Cleo because Cleo's super smart. Yeah. And, you know, kind of classic sisterly conflict or brotherly conflict kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of talk of like light. I admire your light. You know, like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Kingdom uh, Hearts. That's going to be our new bit. 
Yeah. I mean, I've referenced Kingdom Hearts a few other times on this podcast. Uh, now, still for Jacob to be like, hey, do you like Kingdom Hearts? I, I can relate. I'm like, I reference Rick and Kingdom Hearts in the Ready to Run <laughs> episode because the guy who plays Logan Eccles and Veronica Mars voices Terra in the Kingdom Hearts game. Wow. Jacob won't know who Terra is for probably like four more years. <laughs> <laughs> He's only He only recently beat the Alice in Wonderland world. Give me a break. Right now I'm clapping cheeks with Tarzan though. We're no. swinging. Honest. Hey. Worst For the slide. Kingdom Hearts fans are there. Literally the worst world in all of the Kingdom Hearts Such game. A, Deep well, jungle. Because you, you just don't like clapping cheeks on the vines and swinging around? It's not clapping cheeks. You're clapping. Not on the vines. You don't fight anybody. <laughs> no, you're moving, you're grooving, you're surfing. You're surfing the wood. Uh, once you get, you, if you had trouble with the candlestick boss, you might have trouble with the boss there too. Oh no. But you're in the HD version where you can skip cutscenes. Just imagine some of those cutscenes. Before boss fights, you can't. So you have to sit on the original PS2. Time. You could not skip them. Oh no! So when I would go on the hard difficulty of Kingdom Hearts, at least two times I made it to Deep Jungle and the boss there, and I had to stop playing because I couldn't keep the boss, and I was going insane, oh. having to listen to Tarzan's horrible like ooh 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 <laughs> before the boss every single oh, time. Oh no! So you will at least know that pain. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll just want to put myself through that. Uh, but really? I was feeling the pain of Cleo yes. in this moment, like she was feeling. She was feeling like me in Deep Jungle, <laughs> and I thought again the actress did a really good job with this this heartfelt speech. And Molly did here, and this and is, she appears with a mason jar with uh, a moth. The moth, yeah, they catch it. They do eventually catch it, and then they catch a trolley. And on the trolley, we see um, that older lady that we've seen earlier in the movie, where they drop the title of the movie. When they're driving around. Well, yeah, we didn't mention that. Though. No. So now we, we have to mention it here. We have to. That she gets driven to school, Cleo, by yes. Molly because she doesn't have a driver's license. But Molly's invisible, so an old lady sees them. And, and she literally Cleo says, just says, this is my invisible sister driving. <laughs> and she turned at the camera and winked. Oh. And then we saw Mike pop down from the top yeah, of the screen. It's like, it. do you get it? This is a movie. <laughs> Did she wink? No, she no, did. I was like, there's no way. And then she did the thing where she drew the Disney yes. or the yes. Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. And she said, You're watching Invisible Sister. <laughs> so, yeah, oh the, the old lady just riding the trolley Halloween she night. She gets scared. She's freaked out. She gets off, I think, and runs away. Yeah. She's not the only person that'll get freaked out. Oh. So then they need to sneak into the school where we get a really great short scene with the security, security guard. guard. I feel like I want to believe this was an ad lib phone conversation where he's like hitting on some girl on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of a black belt in kung fu. Dude, he had, he well, had the... more like a brown belt. Well, actually, a yellow belt, but an advanced yellow belt." It, it was pretty funny. He's got like a kind of a Cajun accent, I would say. Like his, his accent is kind of silly. Maybe it's southern, goofy. And it reminded me of uh, in high school when we did like skits for like drama club for yeah. that madhouse program i talked about in some episode or in like videos we made we had a recurring joke that we got we stole it from somebody else but like when somebody's on the phone like they'd walk in home and they'd just go and that's when the pope said that's not my hat that's my wife <laughs> <laughs> I've heard be like, all right before. see you later and then <laughs> hung, hung up so that that reminded me of here being like yeah you know just like say something on the phone and then yeah they're like, well, how can we sneak in? He's there. It's like, come on, guys. You've got a fucking invisible girl. Yeah. An so invisible so sister. She kind of knocks on the door, and he's like, well, no, what she, was she that? She does knock on the yeah, door. Yeah, she knocks on, like, the glass door. He opens it up. Is anybody out there? And she sneaks in, obviously. And then she he, like, closes it. And then, like, she must she pushes 
like a mop thing like down the hallway and he kind of like oh you know what what's going on it's rolling oh yoink scoob like, like zoink say scoob yeah, and then she I starts yoink scoob who am i who i don't even you? get it right speaking of sarah michelle geller freddie prince jr what movie do you think i just watched last night or a couple nights ago I know what you did. La- I know what you did last oh. last summer. I know what you did a couple of nights ago. Yeah, that was a few nights ago. I know, you know what, what you did, did a few nights ago. What is that? Is that another movie? No, I'm making a joke. Oh, what did I do a few nights ago? You watched. I know what you did last oh, summer. Oh, Lucas Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I'm struggling here. My brother recently said he like had listened to the episode and the reference to the, the episode where I talked about getting a UTI from the ocean. It's like oh, I gotta remember like my uh, my family can occasionally listen to this. Yeah, he's like oh. Jacob seems to be doing a better job. And, well, this is what I got to work with. He can't even get... I'm telling great jokes here. <laughs> I, they're, too, they're over my head, okay? You're too good. And I got to explain all of them. You're too good for me. He gets them, then he explains them to the audience. <laughs> Anyways, to, because sometimes, you know, the audience might not pick up on our, our well, inside you know, jokes. I'm kind of from a school of like... Hard knocks. Mystery, science, theater, 3000, wow. where sometimes a joke... You're always commenting. Like, this person looks like this person and it's like if you don't know who that person you're is you're fucked you don't get the fucking joke you don't get joke <laughs> you know pull out a fucking encyclopedia do your research to figure <laughs> out this one joke out of like a hundred in the mitchell episode or whatever so after she rolls the the mop bucket down she starts bouncing a basketball around and then eventually you know, like what a dirty hallway like what yeah. all those like junks laying around so the basketball bounces down the steps and then lands at his feet and then like she goes and, like, grabs, like, a paint bucket and starts, like, painting. Like, what is she painting? And then we get, like, a, a scan up and it says boo. And then she literally says boo. And he just runs away. He freaked yeah, out. He runs through the wall. There's a, <laughs> a cutout print yeah. of him there or whatever. Yeah. I hope they cleaned up that paint because that's, yeah. that's not nice to the janitor. If he has no, to come that was pretty irresponsible. Teens writing boo on the floor. So, yeah, so, so they've gotten to the school now and now we see them at the, they're in the science lab. And somehow they like recreate. It's like, oh, I spilled these random chemicals in, and they still are able to do that. But they're like, these results, I can't make any sense of this. If only we had a super smart, secretly smart person, Carter. And yeah, I didn't mention earlier when George was talking to Carter. Carter's like, actually, yeah, I was like a governor's scholar, a governor's or whatever. scholar. And then he's like, but don't tell anybody, because yeah, I'm cool he's and gotta, I want to be a nerd. Like, gotta you. maintain his his cool. Yeah, his cool. So that means, oh, yeah, by the way, you were going to have that date with him anyways. Let's go to the Romp in the Swamp. Romp at the Swamp. Which, do you want to talk about the Romp in the Swamp, Okay, so the Romp in the Swamp is obviously their their big Halloween party. It's got a really cool entrance. But but it's not at the school. No, it's, it's, I don't know, at a swamp. I don't know. It it, it has, like, a mansion. Like, there's a creepy kind of haunted house there that we briefly see inside. It's got, like, a one room with, like, an organ with, like, a giant-headed skeleton man playing it. Not one of the cooler aspects. Of no, it. there's there's like a fortune teller room and there's one other kind of room in there. But on the outside, at the entrance, you kind of see like three or four kind of animatronic skeletons that are kind of dancing above, you know, welcoming people in. Like they have like a lot of kind of like lights hanging. Okay, trees. I don't know if I wanted this much. It's it's <laughs> fun. I like the, the setting. I like the setting. It's fun. Paul Hohen. They had like a band really that had like an upright bass player. Yeah, lots and, and of like black light neon. Black light stuff. stuff is really cool. And then of course you have everybody in costumes, which are you know some of them are like what is what is what is that guy? Is he a pimple? He's a sit. Is he a criminal? Is he an invisible sister? Yes. Is he? A, I know what you did last. Is summer? he a pot of honey? 
Well, before they find Carter, they run into the Coog. The Coogster. And he's like, Molly, where is she? She doesn't love me anymore. And Cleo's like, you'll see her soon. And she does love you. And we also forgot when she was Molly earlier in the movie, the Coog almost kissed her. Yeah, he did. A, she he, pushed yeah, him off. She's like, no, Coogs. Jake immediately was like, she, is he, is he going to kiss her? And then it happened. I'd, I like, I'd like it if he kissed her. No, I, I manifested it, though. But then uh, Molly, like, kind of speaks up like, Coog, you know, I really do like you, you know. What, Molly? Are you here? I'm invisible. Yeah. Oh, you mean you, like, can't take damage? No, not invincible. And then she, like, lifts him up. Yeah. It's like, it is you, Molly. Oh, what's up, girl? Where are you? Why are you invisible? So, Coog takes it in stride. Yeah. And then and then he joins the squad of, you know, George, who also knows about the invisibility. George knows. George you know knows. who doesn't know, though? Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> uh, then I think Cleo goes on her own to talk to Carter, and Carter's yeah. pissed at her. Well, yeah, because he's got this whole thing where he's like, you always have this, you're so off-putting, you like never you know, want to talk to me and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And you finally did today. You're, you're finally and nice you to cool me. cool bear costume. You tell me you want to go on a date, so I made this fucking felt pot of honey I spent all afternoon because you were a bear, remember? I had to go to Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> she has no idea, obviously, what the, she wasn't her in the bear costume. She's like, what are you talking about? You remember that bear costume? I was going to be your pot of honey because bears and pot of honey go together. She's like, I'm so sorry, but we need your help. Well, yeah, she's kind of, well, she, she's stone-faced at first, but she's like, actually, no, I do like oh, yeah, you, I, Carter. I've, I've always liked you, but I've been so afraid because you're so cool, yeah, you know. And... Guys like you don't like girls like me unless yeah. it's for a secret bet in a yes. movie where you take my glasses off and you think I look cute, and then <laughs> you actually do come around and like me in the end. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, that's what I figured was going to happen here. But she's like, but I also hear you're secretly smart, so can you help us out? And he's like, uh, okay, I guess. So then they take him to like the barn. a shack. Yeah, barn that or is shack. Not actually in the like the It's swamp at like area. the entrance. It's, it's like the entrance, entrance of it. Yeah, it's kind of a weird and spot. And finally I was like, somebody's gotta be freaked out about so the sister. Cleo's here, Molly's here, George is here. Did I say Coog already? And now everybody's here. Soon Miss I won't spoil that yet, but um but yes, like you were saying, he passes out. She puts a sheet on him. Yeah, herself. she's like, well, she makes a little joke. She's like, well, you'll not see soon. You'll oh. like, see what I need your help for. So she's like, all right, you ready? And she throws the sheet. So we finally get like the kind of ghost, ghost bed sheet yeah. thing. So that's that's fun. And then uh, Molly out. says like, sup? And he's like, oh, and he hits his head because then we cut to him with an ice pack on his Wait, head. Wait, where did they get the ice pack? You know, it's a wild <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, that's fun. And then yes. he's like, all right, yeah, I think I can concoct an antidote. But then they need to like like Set a quick a scavenger hunt around the, oh, yeah. the party to create. They're they're a, pulling a apart like the organ. Or they got to steal the organ pipes and they got to steal tubes from different people and all this stuff. But they do eventually put together a still. And then it all comes together where it's like very time crunch. It's well, got to be done by midnight. Drank, drunk it at midnight, so that means like we have to do this before midnight. Because and it, then Mr. Perkins is like knocking on the door, be like, "Hey, you guys, you guys got a still in there? You can't be in there!" And they're like, "Oh my god!" Uh, so then it's like right down to the wire. Yeah, They've like got a seconds. red solo cup for her. You to need drink. to drink this. And Molly doesn't drink it. She opens up the door to let Mr. Perkins in. And then throws flour on herself. To be like, hey, look, I'm, a, I'm invisible, He's Mr. Like, Perkins. Give her a name. Yeah, exactly. So she's revealed now Mr. Perkins is in on it. 
He sees it and he's, you know, he's kind of in shock, I would say. He had come in right as the clock struck midnight. So now, yeah, so now the 12 chimes are done. It's too late. But she still drinks it. But it doesn't seem to work. It doesn't work. And then I think Carter's like, well, actually, your like, calculations were pretty you, conservative. Yeah. So like, she should still have a time window. Yes. And then they put it together. Like, what else did you have that night? Maybe it's the ginger fizz. The, yeah, Do you have any? Like, I never leave the house without my ginger fizz. <laughs> Gotta plug the fizz. So then they just throw it into, I don't know if it's just a cup, a water, like a cup of water. And, and, or and, and more, they have more of the concoction now, more of it's collected since, you know, this time. And it works. She becomes visible again. Jacob was like, is she going to be naked? <laughs> I'm like, no, Jake. She has clothes on. Which actually, a funny bit about her changing clothes, which I guess makes sense because she did run around, but like during the lacrosse game, she's, she's got her, like a yeah, you know, her, sport outfit on. Yeah. But it's like, girl, nobody can see you. True. You could be wearing a, a winter coat. Could be. Be really sweaty. Very sweaty. Jacob would have liked that. That's fine. It's you project fine. onto me sometimes, I project onto you. That's okay. So then, all right, let's go enjoy the dance. Coog and Molly go off. Carter and Cleo. We don't actually see them dance. George and Nikki now hook up. But we right? don't we don't see that either. Like I was like writing in my notes, like assuming that would have been what happened. But we don't see them at the dance. But we do see them at the frozen yogurt place. Yeah, they're they're boyfriend girlfriend. Everybody's got. Where like Molly like lifts up a thing of frozen yogurt to like toast Cleo. And we like I love my sister. <laughs> and we get kind of a a super cut of. Cleo narrating being like, hey, I'm finally seen by her parents. Yes, by so her peers, Mr. Perkins, Mr. Perkins says something, I think when they're in the barn still, where he's like, you know what? I run like this weird nerdy thing of New Orleans where you can show everybody your findings. Would you be into that? And she's like, yes. So then we see her she showing like a PowerPoint and be like, am I invisible, I'm, sister? I made my sister invisible. Everybody's applauding. Her parents It'd be finally notice her. say like, my invisible <laughs> sister. <laughs> So her parents notice her, Every all the adults yeah, notice her. but we her. don't actually hear her parents say anything. This is only their second scene in the yeah. movie. So yeah, she's she's finally been noticed. She's finally visible. And then that's the end of the movie. It's a quick, tight 80 minutes. Yeah. No the, bloops. We just get like, hey, these were all the shots we did in Invisible Remember we stuff spent in? like a million dollars to go Invisible? Oh, <laughs> you know, this is where we did it. Yeah. I had heard both from that youtube video i've referenced a few times about the history of disney channel original movies that this was actually kind of a, a low-key good movie as well as our our frequent commenter i can't remember her username off the top of my head she said that this was kind of like what she looked at as the reset or the starting point for kind of the modern era of dcoms or at least like the point where they maybe found their footing to make better movies even though we still will get two more Descendants movies. But maybe they're better. Maybe. And here's kind of a fun little thing. I, I read about the broadcast when it was when it was being broadcasted. That the last 10 minutes of this movie, the, um, the, the last 10 minutes were replaced with a Teen Beach music video. Like it was like spliced in instead of like the last 10 minutes. So the, the song That's How We Do was just at the end of this movie instead of the last 10 minutes. Hmm. Some kind of weird technical error. Was it a technical error or was it purposeful? It says, due to a technical error at the end of the movie, the last 10 minutes were, was replaced with the Teen Beach 2 music Citation video. Citation needed. That's how we Internet. do. Yeah. Um, well, this is how we do. We're a whole new pod. You can write us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Coming up on that episode 100. Was this 99? This will be 99. Wow. Uh, we'll think of something to do, but it probably Hopefully. won't be like too crazy of a 100. 
Uh, except for that, we're going to be covering Adventures in Babysitting, which Jacob Love that. loudly yawned there. Dude, it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm like coughing. My throat's Oh, this sore. movie was so long. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie, okay? And I think you did too. This is It's not one of the, the best movies, but it's its above average for me, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look at my ratings or rankings. I'd say I'm feeling like this Four is a like a, a three-star movie, wow. which is... For a Disney Channel original movie, is basically like four and a half star wow. for a regular movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I still believe I think I've only rated one movie three and a half stars, and that on Letterboxd I'm talking about, and that don't is, look under the bed, don't look under the bed. Of course, I thought maybe I did High School Musical three and a half stars, but I think I kept that as a three as well. Yeah, there's there's really not like you said, like you pointed out the acting, you know, of, of at least one of our characters was exceptionally good. I I like the costumes, I like the settings, the the, the invisibility. I guess I could argue was magical. You know, I, I love that. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's like a top 10 for me, but I no. think probably a top 20 or top 25, maybe. Yeah. I'd have to look. Yeah. My rankings sometimes get weird where I'm like, oh. Like, I, th- I would have to check. I think maybe Cloud Nine is like my second or least favorite movie. <laughs> and I'm like, was it really that bad? But at least in the moment, you know, that's when I have to judge it by. Looking back in retrospect, it's harder because it's like, I don't know. Some of these movies just don't you just want to go forget. in and out. Right I can't away. remember any of them. So, you know. True. <laughs> And that's why for next week, I will have quite the challenge for Jacob. Oh, no. But until then, we will first start our final wrap-up with Never Remember. Could, should we say, The Invisible Sister, Molly? You you would have to say The Invisible Sister. And I think maybe, because they wouldn't be able to really defend her. You know, she she wouldn't be only, obviously, be able to stop one of the planes. Well, yeah, we got to, you know, keep it realist. We got to keep it real. So, so. No, she could not have stopped 9-11. She would have stopped the plane that went down in the field. So the towers, so it went down, the Pentagon's, you know, getting hit hard. But you know, those people in the field are, they're alive. She can break out like her lacrosse skills or something <laughs> too. She's just you know, Like a mini Deanna Ginger Ale with like her net or something. Exactly. And then she like put on like a, she's like, all right, now I'm going into a disguise. And she puts mm. on like a. A burka or something. Oh, my. But then it just turns invisible. You just can't see your eyes, but, yeah, just it's still around. Well, then I guess the clothes would disappear, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. The burka would disappear. They would. So you want to plug just Twitter like yet? The Twin Towers disappear. Oh, my God. <laughs> AWN Pod? Yep. Twitter, AWN Pod, run by our good friend Dustin. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave some reviews, please. We got another one. Or uh, that was a rating. Yeah. Rate a us rating. or review us. You know, we like to get feedback. It's always fun, you know. And if you have some critical feedback of stuff we can work on, you know, you can throw it out there. We probably won't do it. I mean, we, <laughs> we're kind of set in our ways. We're 100 now. episodes in. You know, light at the end of the tunnel a little bit where I'm kind of <laughs> just like, all right, let's just barge forward, you know. Oh. Uh, We've been really good. We've been doing. We're so good. You are so good, Jacob. Thank you, Lucas. My brother said so. Yeah, I love that. For me. Um, but um, I would say we've been really good with our schedule every, you know, two weeks we're doing this. We, we just did a pod last week, you know, like, but we've been on this like every other week for quite a while yeah. now. Show some fucking appreciation. Yeah, appreciate us. We're here for you. You didn't watch Invisible Sister. We had to. Maybe you should, actually. Yeah. I, I would recommend it. Watch it. Check it out. Minutes. I mean, come on. It's pretty good. Also watch Can of Worms. Oh, yes. My, All right. My Pillsbury. So, yeah. YouTube.com slash a whole new pod as well. Like, comment, subscribe to those places. Spotify. Uh, you said it. I'll yeah. likely comment back to you if it's a good comment. Oh. 
don't ask us where the or full movie is. Or sometimes even if it's not. Like that one lady who accused me of, for some reason, me recording both me. of us. And yeah. I'm like, bitch, do you think it would sound as bad some other times <laughs> if it was both me? You crazy. And with that, uh, well, we probably, I don't think we've ever really shared any anime detours. We're going to get our weeb on, is what I'm saying. Oh, they said, we're going to get our weed bomb. And I'm like, <laughs> Jacob is incriminating <laughs> us. We're, we're going to get even so Even we've well established that neither of us, you know. Great edge. Uh, do the extracurricular substances. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to have a good time at Anime Detour. We're going to watch some wrestling this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully with Sam Blazing. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. And Stay our filthy. audience, you make me feel seen. Like a seen girl? I wish I wasn't seen, Jake. Oh, I'm, I'm the invisible girl. Today I'm going to teach you about one of my favourite guitar chords known as the James Bond chord. Uh, very famous for being in most, if not all, of the James Bond uh, films. And uh, it's, it usually happens after he says one of his infamous lines like, um, Oh, Mr. Goldfinger, yeah, come in. We've got space for you to have here. Come on, sit down here. Fucking joking, dickhead. I'm not really a barber. I'm fucking James Bond. Short back and blow your fucking head off. Twat! (laughs) 